It's Mike Prescott here, your weatherman. I am ready to tell you a very special secret. Well, folks, the news today is I almost figured it out. And when I do, people, I'm telling you, all of us will live forever in paradise on Earth. Think, people. Double happiness. Double happiness. We're talking the end of the mirages. The clouds will disappear. Can actor Darcy Fair answer? 100 questions in 5 minutes to win the Manitoba money shot, plus background noise on this episode called Darcy Fair Shoots on Elmwood! How much does Guy do up here in Manitoba? Manitoba, Manitoba, where do you get It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. Hi. My name is Simon Wank, and I'm a professional actor. I've appeared in major legendary films like Jaws, uh, Shark Attack, Jurassic Park, uh, Dinosaur Attack, and Taxi Drive. I'm walking here. Simon Wank did not have any lines of dialogue in these three films. But Simon, you're probably thinking to yourself, you don't look like professional actor Robert De Niro. Well, that's because I'm not. In the scene where Bobby D is sitting in the theater watching a porno, I was sitting there too, three rows back, right behind him, in the dark, wearing glasses, acting in a classic film and getting paid. And you can too, when you join Simon Wang's professional school of professional background acting. Sign up for my 24-week course where I'll professionally give you the tools you'll need to get your face planted behind the greatest Hollywood stars this side of showbiz. No actual tools will be given and this is not a guarantee. Each week, I guide you through professional topics that every background actor or extra should know, including... First positions and how to get back to them. How to eat a sandwich without really eating it. And when's the right time to play your guitar when you're on set? Correct answer, never. So if you're looking to live the Hollywood lifestyle without the fame, glamour, or glory, Join Simon Wang's professional school of professional background acting and tell them professional actor Robert De Niro sent you. Mr. Robert De Niro has zero association with Simon Wang or Simon Wang's professional school of professional background acting. Hello, this is Ron George Moore. Welcome to the Master Money Shop Podcast. How you doing? This is Darcy Fair. <laughs> I can't keep it going on. I'm sorry. Welcome to the show. This is the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast. I'm Ron George Moore. I just said that. I'm repeating myself. I'm repeating myself. Today, awesome episode. Darcy Fair is the gentleman. He's an actor. Uh, he's dabbled with directing and writing. He's a teacher of the skill. And he, you heard him at the beginning of the show, a little clip from a movie called Black Rainbow. And we, we get into that. We get into a whole bunch of stuff. You know, he has so much on his resume that I didn't even get to... to uh, pro- I probably talked about a tenth of what he's done in this city, in this province. Milgard, Category 7, The End of the World, Less Than Kind, The Pinkertons, Cashing In, The Porter... And the movie roles, I mean, you probably are aware of the guy Madden roles in films, but how about Heaven is for Real? We didn't even get into that. Opposite Greg Kinnear. And I feel like we only scratched the surface of his live stage productions, uh, which is why I asked him to be on the show. He's in All My Sons, a play by Arthur Miller, that's being uh, performed at the Rachel Brown Theater, and that's 211 Bannatyne Avenue from May 24th to 28th of this year. And if you don't know, All My Sons is a titanic tragedy of an American family. Well, you know what? He'll explain it. He talks about it in the show at the end, and you're going to love this show. It's awesome. He's so great. It was cool that he was able to come over and we hung out for a morning and on and off the microphone. It was a real pleasure having him and uh, talking to him. But before I do that, I just want to let you know that uh, the Mantle Money Shot, this is the podcast where I like to 
drop two shows a week, the Tuesday titter, the Friday foreplay. Tuesday titter, I just kind of talk about whatever bullshit's going on in my mind. The Friday foreplay, I like to, you know, promote some sort of manitoba gold, something from the past that you could put your eyes and ears on over the weekend. And then also on the Patreon.com, I got the Sunday Swallow Gulp. It's a little extra bonus show if you join the Patreon. That's uh, Patreon.com slash Ronald George Moore. The home base is SoundCloud.com, who recently changed their colors from orange to black, so I guess uh, we're a little gothic now. But if you go punch in the Manitoba Money Shot podcast on the SoundCloud, or you know what to do, you'll find the show. Please subscribe to the show, and uh, if you go to the playlists, you're going to find uh, a lot of cool interviews with a, with a lot of cool Manitoba artists. I got actors writers, podcasters, comedians, a lot of artists who are either based in Manitoba or have some sort of Manitoba connection in their lives, whether they moved here or were here for a short period or just passing through. As long as they've touched their feet in the province, I want them on the show. And when I say them, I mean people I truly love and respect and really admire what they do. Oh, and also, if you go to the playlist, you're going to find Hotel Manitoba, which is kind of like this sideshow I do with uh, Miss Carolyn Gray, the lovely Carolyn Gray. Um, I haven't done one in a while, but it's all there, right in the archive there, playlist, the Manitoba Money Shot podcast on SoundCloud. And if you want, you can listen to us on Apple Music, on Stitcher, Amazon, pretty sure Audible has it. I'm not quite up to date on all that jazz. And if you like doing the social medias, uh, Twitter and Facebook, I usually will throw up my <laughs> latest link to the latest episodes, I guess, and some other stuff. And uh, TikTok around George Moore, I occasionally post stuff. There's a YouTube channel. You can find some videos, uh, the Mental My Shop podcast on YouTube, and Instagram. I don't know why I always have two Instagrams, like for Ronald George Moore and the Mental My Shop podcast, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? But... Yeah, Instagram as well. A lot of cool, a lot of cool stuff on that Instagram, and uh, you'll find me as well. So that being said, let's get into this Darcy Fair episode. Oh, and let me sneak this in. He mentions it briefly, but you could uh, find him teaching at the Acting Studio Winnipeg if you're on the internet. He is an instructor and facilitator. Acting for the Camera, Performance and Professional Development, currently enrolling new students for in-studio classes. That's two classes are available, and they start at the beginning of every month. So, June is around the corner. Get on it. Yeah. The acting, or the underscore acting underscore studio at live.com. And it says under his bio here that he's the recipient of two Actor Manitoba Acting Awards, 2014-2016, and he's been with the studio since 2008 teaching. Hell yeah! Let's do it! Stick it in the chamber, pull the trigger, Darcy Fair, love you, bye! How's it going, Darcy Fair? I'm Yay! great. Hey, gotta clap and give you uh, some applause here. <laughs> I applaud you back. I Thank love you. that you're doing a podcast. This is awesome. No, wow, it's uh, it's all right. It's going well. You know, it's a lot of fun, and especially now that uh, the COVID times seem to be over, we I can have guests come over. Yeah. We can set up this studio a little bit. I really appreciate you dropping by, especially on a Sunday. Man, it's my pleasure. I know it's Mother's Day, and Happy Mother's Day to everybody. But uh, my wife and uh, family went to the cabin. I'm rehearsing this play, so... Yes, yes. So, why not uh, come hang out with my friend Ron? Yeah, and, and also, I was just... You mentioned the play, you know, I'm so excited to talk about that. We're going to be talking about it later in the in the show. Sure. Uh, and we're, this show's all about getting to know you. Well, not... Well, obviously, I know you're getting the listeners to know you and finding out where you're from and how you got to where you are. So, where... Are you a Manitoban? Were you born here? I was. I was born very close to where you live, but uh, I grew up uh, on Johnson Avenue West in um, Elmwood. Ooh. Oh, okay. So just across the river, and uh, yeah, born and raised. You were born at what hospital? Uh, Concordia Hospital. In fact, I was the f- second baby with the first boy born in 1974. 
What? Oh, really? Is that like like a New Year's baby type of thing? Uh, no, I was a Boxing Day baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So even earlier. <laughs> you, do you get anything for that? You... I get shit. You go, that's too bad. I get socks. I get socks. <laughs> it's like, here's your here's your Christmas gift and a pair of socks for your birthday. Now, I'm not much of a North End guy growing up. I mean, I, you know, I know the major streets. Like, it's Johnson Avenue West? Johnson Avenue West, yeah. So it's, um... Is that a train track dividing it? No, no. So it's, it's off Henderson Highway. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I went to Lord Selkirk School across the river. It's uh, Yeah, and I, li- I live two blocks down Johnson Avenue West. So it's, uh, I don't know. All I remember is there's an IGA there. I think it's a bike bike shop now. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah, uh, I don't know what you want to know about Like that. the whole, your I have whole a lot school. of trauma from that. Uh... Let's get into the trauma. <laughs> no, that's not. sure. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is hot gossip. I, my my uh, principal at Elmwood High School, when I left there, he said, uh, I have one piece of advice for you. When you go out into the world and you get successful, which, you know, whatever that means, um, he said, just never tell anybody you went to Elmwood. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? That he, they would, the, did he mean the school would be bringing down your reputation or vice That's versa? Right. No, I, the opposite. Yeah, the first. Your whole time becoming a man was all in that area? You didn't move uh, around? No, no, I did move around, sure. Uh, I mean, I left, I left the house when I was 17 and lived with a few friends. Started, you know, I graduated high school when I was 17, actually, yeah. Uh, Elmwood School? Uh, Elmwood High School. Oh, Elmwood High. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then did my teenage things afterwards. <laughs> Took a little while. I think I started university 20 years old, 21. Mm-hmm. University, UW? University of Manitoba. Black Hole Theater. Oh, you have Van Black Hole. Yeah, oh, how, the legendary however, Black Hole. I actually got into education there. I started education, and uh, I took intro to theater. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's what got me into. It. But you, you want to talk was about that? Was that where later. you were first get it? Like, were interested in performing live? No, no. no. It was before I, that, elementary, Lord Soccer School. Oh, shitting me, really? Not joking. Not okay. I know they have the Christmas pageants. You know, every well, they year. have these Christmas things. Yeah, and and my story is like I should have never gotten into this because uh, <clears throat> grade three. I got the solo for, you know, uh, uh, chestnuts roasting by the open fire. This is, this is trauma for me. Right. Oh, no. We're opening up some wounds. No, no, it's all good. Scars. Actually, because you made me think about it, because you did mention that you were going to ask me, like, how did you even get interested in this? And actually, it's before yeah. that that I got interested from my mom. Happy Mother's Day. And my mom is, like, dearly departed two years, two and a half oh, years I'm now. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um... But yeah, yeah, I uh, I was doing this solo for uh, <laughs> just us and and uh, I froze when uh, in the live concert I froze. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, I froze as the you know my my music teacher was like giving me the intro with her piano and mm-hmm. uh, and, and I it's froze. a big solo, a big solo. <laughs> oh no! And uh, and I started like tearing up. <laughs> oh I'm, God! I'm oh so, no! I was so upset. And and uh, everyone, exactly your reaction, everybody was like, oh. Yeah. And it was such a traumatic moment. My mom had to come up and, like, coddle me. Right. And, and bring me down. <laughs> Did you start the song and could, halfway forgot the lyrics? Or no, just I right just, away couldn't I? I couldn't even get in. And, and I, I froze. I had stage fright. fright. Yeah. yeah, stage fright. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So it was this big event. And I remember it. It's, um, But you know what it was? I, I think it was that attention that I got. That was like, oh, <laughs> right. I wanted, but I was a good singer. I was a good, talented kid when I was young. And yeah. so, how long after that moment did it take for you to get back on stage or yeah. get involved in? in so the you're right. World? Yeah. So I did a lot of artistic things and then dropped out of that around grade seven when it was uncool to do that stuff. Yeah. You really? Know, <laughs> yeah. Elmwood's, Elmwood's a tough school. They called it Elmweed. Did they uh, really? <laughs> did you did you uh, have that experience in high school? I, I did a little bit. Yeah. Whoa. I yeah. But nice. uh, but now I, I I tell everybody that I have enough of that in my veins for the rest of my life. I don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> exactly. Still floating around in there. Yeah. <laughs> Elmweed. Uh, so you weren't yeah. performing uh, after grade seven. You just said I'm not interested in this theater. That's stuff. right. Yeah. What were you focusing on? Uh, well, uh, school, drugs. sports, drugs. <laughs> Uh, being, Blowing your mind Being up. cool uh, <laughs> Hanging out at butt wall Being cool I, I got into stealing No joke This is all true I, I You know I I wanted to be You know what's so crazy About high school Is 
you know, you go to these all these small elementary schools in different communities, and then yeah. you go to high school, and it's like all these small elementary schools kind of come together. Yeah, and you got all these new people that you need to kind of assimilate to, and yeah, yeah, and and, and literally like the second day of grade seven, there was a fire drill. And I had a couple of guys that were in my class, tough, tough looking characters, okay. pull me aside and say, hey, you want to smoke some weed? Whoa, grade seven. Grade seven. Anyway, anyway, that's, I got into a, a, a bad rap and then, uh, yeah, grade 10, everything kind of changed. Uh, I, I got back into, like, I was, I'm a good artist. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I sang, I, I didn't play any instruments just because, um, I didn't get into, but I really love the arts. You didn't get in the band. Okay. But you, but yeah, in the later high school years, you, you were focusing more on the arts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and it, and I actually had two teachers that brought me in, uh, they were from Tech Foc, Grant Shaw and Connie Turner. Uh, the, at the time, they were married. Yeah. They were like a dynamic, uh, artistic uh, powerhouse. They they came into Elmwood. Uh, I auditioned for a, um, a vocal rock group that they were putting together. Oh, like a, a one-time thing <laughs> or like an ongoing band? It was an ongoing, just like a, they they we we would sing and dance and like it was a a multidisciplinary thing. But but with a, it's almost like karaoke. With okay. Like a backtrack. Yeah. But it was like big concerts. Oh. Um, and um, like uh, what was it called? Up with people? <laughs> Something. Like that. We, we were called First Edition, um, and they had auditions. <clears throat> and um, when we lined up for auditions, uh, there were I think maybe forty girls and me. So you pretty much had the exclusive uh, male role here. I did. Yeah. I, I, they certainly. I guess because I was the first one. But here's the thing, uh, you know, uh, a couple of weeks later, they uh, they had to re-audition because they didn't have enough men to fill their <laughs> roster. Okay, sure. And I'm not joking. Like, And there were a lot of, because we all had long hair and wore rock shirts, heavy metal, and we were a bunch of uh, tough kids. But uh, I, I wanted to do this. I've always loved it. Uh, and the next time, there was like 40 guys that were like me. What? Why do you think the, the, the change happened where no one showed up and then... It seemed to be in demand. Uh, yeah, no, I just think it was it was just tough to do artistic things in Elmwood at the time. Yeah, like, you know, it was it was really ruled by uh, what can I say? I mean, this is my assumption, but you know, I I live next to bikers and and uh, um, just gang members and, and immigrants and uh, mm-hmm. uh, just a lot of tough people in that area. You know. Yeah. So doing that kind of stuff just wasn't cool. Yeah, yeah. It's more like you do your eight hours, you blue collar, go to work, come home. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And and that's where I grew up too. I mean, my dad, you know, I, there's no artistic. I mean, my my family is artistic, but but there's no real like no one's pursued it. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Ah, we're getting into the deep stuff now. No, this is good. All right. This is really good. As far as the band thing, though, how long did that last? And were you doing like cover? You said you were doing covers. Or, yeah, or, so we were doing covers. What kind of songs were you doing? I, I mean, I remember all of them, but uh, CNC Music Factory. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yeah. I'll give, you, I'll give you a sample. Pause, take a breath and go for yours. On my command, now hit the dance floor. It's gonna make you sweat till you bleed. Is that dope enough? Indeed. Nice. <laughs> gonna make you sweat. You still remember that? It's great. It's crazy. Well, it's like learning lines. It's uh, you, you. You do so much repetition of things and. And then the, the the height of the performance and the I was such a stiff uh, rapper by the way <laughs> like all the guys who were actually who tried out for this uh, here's this long haired like uh, banger white guy getting the rap right <laughs> <laughs> and they were uh, they were always in the uh, bleachers going come on man move <laughs> so well yeah you had to do uh, choreography dancing at but least I didn't I just no? I stood there and I like it was like a grade seven you know dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's good for the resume when you get to the U of uh, U of M. There's also some theater that I did um, in high school and and loved it. I had this great group of friends. We wrote these like original things. Oh and shit! No way. Performed you formed it. your own theater group. A little bit, yeah. But it just kind of like it. It happened grade eleven and twelve, and then it just everyone went their own way. Yeah. Poof. Poof. Yeah. Gone. So I had all this this like exposure to it. And then, yeah, I got to university, uh, but again, it took three years off. And um, What did you do in those three years? 
I worked. I worked a lot of different jobs, truly. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, let's see. I, did you do I, the waiter? Typical I, acting I, So waiter? the waiter came later, but I, I did the phone, like the phone surveys, mm-hmm. um, pumped gas at Domo. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I did some crazy jobs. I worked for Atkins Underground for two weeks before they let me go. What's that? It's, um, they, they put in new sewer pipes under, under, oh, like all over Winnipeg. Yeah, when they dig those big holes in, uh, the, the, the roads and you see those green trucks, uh, they're, they're basically pulling out old pipe, like maybe 30 feet down underneath. Right. Oh God. And, and then they put in new stuff. Right. Do we in like a little claustrophobic for you maybe? Like, well I, <laughs> well, I do have a story there. So first of all, I was probably like 90 pounds or a hundred pounds soaking wet and all these guys were monsters. Yeah. They were, they, I got hazed. Like a lot the first week I was there, they let me go. It was, but it wasn't like they weren't angry. But I was just a small kid. <laughs> but but here's the one story about that. Sure. So we were pulling. There was this small hole they were pulling, and what they do is they um, they have these long poles, and then they put blades, and then they pull the blades to pull the mud out, and then you have to clear the mud. Sure. Okay, I get new, that. Like a drilly thingy. Like a drill, mm. and and this is probably like a fifty foot span that they were doing, and one of the blades fell off in the middle. Like in the, while they were digging, one of the blades fell off. Right. So they pulled it all out, and somebody had to crawl in this small hole uh, to get that retrieve that blade. It was me. Yeah. I had to like wiggle myself thirty feet into there, uh, grab this blade, and then try to wiggle myself back. And these blades weighed, I don't know, about ten pounds each. And yeah, you, you can't turn around. You're basically that's right. You're, yeah. Once you're in, you're in. And so then you're crawling out back. And the whole time, there's traffic above the the street. That's like rumbling. Yeah. Oh, God. And you could feel the ground above you just moving oh, while you're in there. That's awful. It's crazy. <laughs> so I'd be like, okay, I'm done with this job. I think when they let me go, I was like relieved. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Ooh, scary, man. Yeah. Uh, so you're doing that. You're uh, just doing like random odd jobs. Just trying to And then the you're like, it's time I go to university. Yeah. And in fact, it was that Atkins underground uh, job that uh, that initiated it because the guy who let me go, very friendly uh, foreman, he said, uh, listen, kid, you uh, you need to go back to school. You're mm-hmm. a smart kid. No. Oh, really? Dude? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. And he was very kind. And uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. You know, I needed mm-hmm. that push. Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, first male to graduate in my whole family, both, both sides and, and, um, first male to go to university and graduate university. Wow. That's yeah. qu- That's cool. It's that's crazy. really good. Yeah. Setting the bar. Well, <laughs> I guess I've always been a bit of a trendsetter. Like it's, it's such a risk to step out and do something that, uh, that your family has never done. And mm-hmm. I mean, the same story of uh, auditioning for that, that thing at high school. Like n- none of the guys would do it, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, so you went to university, you said you you were interested in uh, education. You took education. I got into education first and, uh, yeah. And then I took a, a first year university course with mm-hmm. George Tolls. Right. Who Who's also... currently directing the show, All My Sons. Correct. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. And, um, George was incredibly encouraging to me, mm-hmm. and uh, it got to the point where I started vol- vol- voluntarily withdrawing from my other classes because these, these theater class demanded, I think, something like 150 hours of outside the classwork. Oh, man. I think I did about 3,000. <laughs> wow, yeah. Everything else just kind of fell. I loved it fell off your uh, I was radar building sets i was doing stuff behind the scenes uh auditioning learning and i was like i really love this stuff mm-hmm. so <laughs> so i started getting out of it and and eventually just got into the arts side of things and uh did film and theater and all this stuff Okay, all right. And that and, started meeting but, so many people in this community anyway. For sure, yeah. It's a great community. Winnipeg is, is like known as like having a great theater community and on film shoots, the film crews are always the best in the world and whatnot, right? Like the family you uh, you, you choose, mm-hmm. right? Anyway. Yeah. And so like, okay, so you're doing Black Hole, mm-hmm. you're doing behind the scenes, you're on stage, right? Uh, a little bit. I, I was the lunch bag king, so I could never get into their main stages. I, I'd always be like the second, the runner up, mm-hmm. uh, but I did like a ton of lunch bags. <laughs> okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. So. All right. So what, after, uh, U of M, what was your, like you were concentrating on live theater? 
Right. Is that right? Uh, so I started with theater, yeah. Um, what was the first production? Do you remember? Toby's Made Up Mind. Again, George Tolls, Ross McMillan wrote it. Uh, yeah. um, your special someone, Carolyn Gray, was in it. That's yes. where I met her. That's what you mentioned that earlier. I, I was did, shocked yeah. and surprised. <laughs> Especially because it's U of M. It, no, this was after U of M, right? And it was, uh, let's see, let's see. Was I still in U of M? Was, I was out. So I had gotten into, uh, that's another story, but I got into Ryerson University in their acting program. Oh, yeah, I want to talk to you about this okay. too, because Which, I auditioned to, for Ryerson you did, okay. Theater, like right and, off of that, high school. I was like, I thought, oh, I'm uh, the king shit of theater. I'm getting great marks in yeah. here. And I went there and I got my ass handed to me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I got in and, and, and I think it's called Metropolitan University now because Ryerson apparently was was some kind of slave owner or something. Yeah, I heard that. I went and to Ryerson I, Elementary. That won't last longer than a year or two. I didn't even finish my degree at U of M. I, I auditioned and got in. Um, that's when I started my family and all that stuff. So I was only there for about one semester before mm. I found out my daughter, Caitlin, was on the way. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So I dropped it and came back. And then I auditioned for Toby's Made Up Mind, and uh, and I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of my life started there. I think that's, I got my professional equity card and yeah. And then I just started pursuing stuff. Wow. And we, uh, what venue was it? So back then, it, so it's a few things. So, so we did a workshop at map mm-hmm. first and then, uh, the venue was gas station theater. Oh, beautiful. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Which is still going on. Great theater. Love it. Uh, okay, so you're, you're, now you got some theater roles, you're building that resume, mm-hmm. right? And at some point, uh, this is like maybe, I don't know the timeline exactly, but you, you audition for Guy Madden or you know Guy Madden yeah. because you are famously known to be like one of his staple players in his films. Yeah. Uh, and you, you playing Guy Madden, you played him in what, three Three roles? Three uh, films? Well, yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, I think all of Guy's characters are him, but um, but yes, yeah, specifically my Winnipeg and Coward's Bend the Knee. Right, yes. right. And so how did that all come about? The uh, Was it just like a simple audition you went into, <clears throat> or did you happen to know him beforehand? No, I Being met Winnipeg, him, you know, you kind of see people around. <laughs> this is all going back to George Tolls. George, um, George took a shining to me and was writing for Guy, and... So this is the story. <clears throat> and this, again, is what, after I came back from Ryerson. Okay. Um, Ari Cohen was uh, asked... A guy was going through a, a bit of a, a, a bump in his career. He had done um, Tales from Gimli. Not, not Tales from Gimli. That's a masterpiece. Um, I don't even remember the name of it. But anyway, he'd, he'd done a thing and was very unhappy and didn't want to do film anymore. Mm-hmm. So he was. He decided uh, to just to kind of shake off his uh, his melancholy. He was going to do a, a few shorts and uh, and Ari. He asked Ari Cohen to do it. Right. Let me let me just stop you for stop a second. It? Yeah, that's uh, because like Tales from the Gimli Hospital is what really blew up Guy Madden, as that's far right. as I remember. And uh, were you aware of him before Tales of the Gimli Hospital I was not. being on the scene? Okay, continue. I just wanted to clarify that. So yeah, so I didn't know Guy. I did, and you know, you're a young kid. I was still a kid, 21 years old. Uh, George uh, was, you know, very kind to me. He was he was he was very encouraging of me, and uh, and he wanted Guy to see me. So guy came to see a workshop that I did. I gotta get this get to the point, but I was at the film group doing a workshop, a reading. Yeah. Um, where we got up and just did a little bit of blocking and stuff. Uh, and at the end, a guy was there because George said, I want you to see this kid. Um, and because Ari didn't want this, Guy was looking for an actor. And at the end of that work, just that little workshop, he came up to me and said, I'd like you to be in a, in a short film with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where our relationship took off. Right. Uh, the great thing with Guy is that I think we... We hit it off. We had a really strong connection, and um, he guy was is such like an, a. I always say that I go into a bit of a dream world when I get to work with guy. Yeah, like it's just another dimension for and, sure. And um, and I eat it up like like I just sink into these like mystical places he takes you, and and we had a lot of fun together. And That's... most most of guy's stuff is silent film, right? So a lot of it was just guy kind of you know, giving me ideas and, and inspiring me to kind of perform. Um, God, I just, I fell in love with it. And so every time guy asked me to do something, I was like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's an automatic. Do it now. Yeah. <laughs> automatic answer. That's great. That's yeah. great. But it kept bringing me back. So I, until I got too old. 
<laughs> well, he's still why is he, he's still making movies. He still does. He is. He's, yeah, there's and, something coming up, but I don't know much about it. And right. I probably and well, you're it. you're busy, man. I was looking at your IMDb, and it's just like go go go. You can continuously working over the last twenty years in film and television. Yeah. It seems. And um, hey, this will be a good time. What can we go over some projects and, and let's talk. That's cool if yeah, we did that? Yeah, yeah. All right, because I have kind of something set up here. I don't want to say anything bad, though. That's the thing. You, know, you, do, these, you do these interviews Damn and you it. go... That's all I want. I want you to like <laughs> destroy people and tell me their worst secrets. I've learned my lesson in this business. Um, it's a small world. No, I'm just kidding, of course. Uh, and like the last one, uh, coincidentally, I saw you this year in a film, Wintertide. Wintertide. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was always a, It's always cool to like just see people that you're familiar with in movies pop up here and there you, I, when you're not I, expecting I love it, it equally. Yeah. <laughs> How did you enjoy working on that film? I That's a, 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 a local feature film, kind of horror drama project, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a John Bernard Passion project. He wrote that script a long time ago and oh, yeah. has been you know, wanting to produce it, but clearly Farpoint has had some other things, very busy with uh, these true crime things. And mm-hmm. So he finally got a window and an opportunity to do it. And um, it was pandemic time, so I did a, a self-tape at, in my basement. Which I love because um, this guy, it was in the winter and this guy was shoveling. So mm-hmm. I, I put on a parka and I grabbed a shovel from my, my shed. Right. And was just playing the scene with all these props. Yeah, multitasking. <laughs> and I guess John uh, John found it pretty funny. So he we did a callback and I, I think I, I took off the parka for the callback, but I brought the shovel back in. Yep. But yeah, they had a good giggle and they said, okay, we, we'll we'll take you. Very cool, yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's a great haunting film, or at least it, it looks amazing. It was, it was really fun to be a, a zombie for the first time in my career. <laughs> um, the hardest part of it was putting those contacts in. I, I, uh, oh shit, yeah, I guess so. I what? hated it. No, that's, but you, you have to deal with that kind of stuff all the time on film sets, right? Like, never, I've never had to do the contacts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, as you said, it's the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, let's work our way backwards here. Uh, bed rest. Bed rest, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I call that uh, the Harry Nelkin $800 in a free meal roll. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> you can do a lot of favors for friends in this business, too, right? Yeah, that's good. I love Harry Nelkin. Anyway, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was great. It was, uh, uh, they, they read me for three different parts for that. Yeah. Um, the doctor and ultimately the, the contractor. Um, yeah, it was great. I, uh, I had a really strong audition, and I don't, you know... I saw the movie. I think it's a great movie, actually. Mm-hmm. You should check it out. I, I saw the trailer. That's the thing. A lot of these, I'm trying to watch trailers or whatever, and, and uh, yeah, it looks really, that's scary, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? But it's, that's a blink and you'll miss me role. It's a very, it's a supporting role. I've okay. All some, right. Something and then you never see me again. Now, The Ice Road. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was very interesting. I worked on the ice road. Yeah, okay. What'd you do? I had two days as background. Mm-hmm. But this was just, this was, and I was so happy because it was working with Liam Neeson yeah. and it was uh, St. Patrick's Day. And so I'm like, oh, we're going to bond over, you know, Ireland and shit. <laughs> and so they had, we pull up on a bus. It was way out by, uh, I don't know, it was like Dugald. This was March 17th, COVID around the road, everything's starting to shut down, but they got to finish this movie. It's like just a few more days left. Mm-hmm. So we That's had right. to stay on the bus the whole time, except when we were getting off to shoot. They, um, and I'm dressed as a cook. I don't know why I'm a cook. This is outdoors. <laughs> People are all in like, you know, official <clears throat> hazmat suity shit. And so I'm like, <laughs> they pull me out and then they say, strike the cook. I go back to the bus and I'm on the bus the whole day. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they say, come back the next day. I come back the next day, same thing. I'm on the bus the whole day. I got paid for two days. I didn't really do damn anything. Yeah. And I couldn't even really walk around. It was just like, stay on that day. We don't want backgrounds mingling with actors. And I, I get it totally. Yeah. But being on that bus with 30 people, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get COVID, you know? Oh, sure. <laughs> so, it was, so what it, was it like working it on that film from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the, the highlight for me was uh, I got to do a very small scene with Lawrence Fishburne. Mm, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it was, um, we, I think the, the most, cause again, this is a blink and you'll miss me kind of role. Like I, I'm, I'm the driver who doesn't take the job right. before Liam Neeson and his brother gets the job. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but still, those kind of roles are fun. You're kind of in and out. And... Yeah, no, I loved it. I was so... And, but the reason I was so elated after doing that was just the, the, the down-to-earth conversation I had with Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. This icon. Uh, and, and he was so... Uh, open to me, and 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 uh, he talked about his daughter and all his problems. All I didn't even know that he had these issues with his family, and I think I triggered it because I talked a little bit about you know how that day my daughter was going through something. Yeah. Okay. And we had this long conversation to the point where the 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 director of photography came on stage or on set, well, just to kind of adjust something for his shot, mm-hmm. and he and he shot me a really dirty look like. Like you shouldn't be talking to him so much, right? Or about such deep issues. Well, perhaps. and I didn't, and I didn't mean to, but but yeah. but I think this is this guy was just so he's so down to earth and so open and so vulnerable, like all of us, right? Yeah. And and man, it was such a great conversation. And then and then it just kind of magically evolved into talking about this scene that we were about to do, and and he said, you know. Whatever you guys, whatever we've been doing right now, just do more of that. Just bring that energy, yeah. and uh, and we're good. And they rolled, and we did one take, and they said we're good. Right? <laughs> okay, that's great. That's yeah. great. But I know what you're saying as being. I did a lot of mostly background work as an actor, and it's for those of you who haven't done it or have been on a set. It's definitely like you do not speak to the talent uh, unless you're spoken to. Type of uh, yeah. Back background's a whole different game, you know, in terms of like the whatever the rules of engagement. Yeah, rules of engagement. Um, yes, but yeah, when when you have a speaking role, you have a little bit of. Um, but you know, even that, I, you gotta, you really gotta present yourself as an open person. You gotta open your heart to people, or else, yeah. if you become a fanboy, it's you. You're automatically uh, filtered. Exactly. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's um, more of uh, pressure for that person to open up. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking. About. Well, no. I <laughs> listen. I I, I always because I, I teach a class too at the acting studio in Winnipeg, and I uh, I always tell people the best thing you can do is shake a person's hand and, and break the ice. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of uh, instead of like going, oh, I uh, I've seen you in this, and I love you in that, and all that stuff. Yeah. I think that closes the door instead of saying, "Hi, I'm Darcy, and you know, you're Ron, and." It's exciting to work together. Yeah, that. yeah. Just keeping it simple, basic, yeah. and talking about what, what you did this morning or the day before is is way more valuable than listing all of their creds. Cashing in. What, what's cashing in? Cashing in. Yeah. So that's um, is that local? It is like local. A local production. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, did they do three seasons of cashing in? I, it's essentially about a casino on a reservation, mm-hmm. and and all of the all the things that come and go. Yeah. I had uh, just a small little cameo on it, um, very late, and it was their last season. Right. Um, Norma Bailey called me in to just play this FBI officer, and I got a quick story about this. Sure. Um, the audition was uh, was slated to be at a location in Winnipeg, and when I got there, the audition wasn't there. I was sent there, but it wasn't there. Right. And I was waiting around and waiting around, and I kept calling and getting no response. And finally, like maybe 10 minutes before my audition was was supposed to happen, I got a call back going, oh, I'm sorry, we forgot to tell you that we moved it to downtown from the North End. Ugh, jeez. But I think it worked in my favor because I was like, okay, I'm going to come. And I showed up, and I was just, I was so on edge and and upset that I'd been misled. But I came in and I gave the angriest FBI read ever. Right. <laughs> like I was just taking it out on the reader. Right. For all this stuff. Were you aware that you were doing it? Or, or was it just I was you know, I'm 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 a school of uh use what you got. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're sick, use your sickness for your performance. Exactly. Because you can't try to work around that. So uh, I got the role as the FBI. I got a few days. I had a fantastic time. However, I was never in that same mood again because, you know. <laughs> right. So, you know, the performance you see in Cashing In has nothing to do with why I got it. Right. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, yeah. Black Rainbow. Black Rainbow. I won uh, an actor award for this. So Yeah. Tell me about this role. Yeah, well, it, it was a fantastic. It was... Um, I think Gimli Film Festival gave out they give out these these prizes to people who do pitches for their films. Okay. Uh, Kyle uh, is going to come to my head. Damn it! Um, sorry, Kyle. I'll uh, I'll come back. I'll, uh, Sanderson, Kyle Sanderson. Nice. Thank you. <clears throat> so he got this this grant, and uh, I auditioned at the film group. Got it. Um, 
It was this this weatherman character uh, from Dauphin, Manitoba, because mm-hmm. Kyle's from Dauphin. He wanted to just tell this story. Who uh, there's like, I think it's based on the double rainbow video. Oh, that you, you remember that yeah, guy? Yeah, the viral like, video. Whoa, the double rainbow. <laughs> oh god. So I think it inspired Kyle to write this short. So I he I was this weatherman who uh, saw these rainbows and stuff and and believed that uh, he could control people's minds. So he, wow. he he loses his shit, and it's a local uh, news program. Um, uh, it was just a f- he. This this guy, this lunatic, who just goes off the charts. Anyway, um, all I remember from this is Kyle. We would do a take, and he'd say, "All right, could you add three more cups of coffee to that performance?" <laughs> Meaning energized, buzzed, right, 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 that type of thing. Yeah, and then I'd go, Erratic. and then he'd go, "Can we throw in six more cups of coffee?" <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. But it, uh, I had a lot of fun with that. And um, yeah, it got nominated and won. So I'm really proud of it. Nightmare. That was Cole Nightmare. Guy, guy Madden, right? Cole, well, well, Cole in, in terms of like, there were a lot of different producers on it. Telefilm. I think Telefilm was the, the main, right? Mm-hmm. Nightmare, yeah. And he had a Demi. He had it. Rest in peace. He rest in away. peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I worked at Bar Italia, he was a regular, of course. Uh, so, so I got to know him really such well. Such a lovely man, and yeah, uh, and I love that he went into the directing. Yeah, uh, in his own films, everything. And, like he had such a, um, just a massive human story about his his time as a, a prisoner of war with his brother, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, my favorite thing about Nihad is he always said he always called me Dorsey, Dorsey, <laughs> Dorsey. Uh, he said, uh, you know, in Winnipeg, we're so lucky because, you know, where he comes from, Bosnia, he said it's 3,000 years of, of civilization on top of civilization all soaking in blood. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and he said, Winnipeg is like, you just have to go down, like, you just have to go through one layer of small concrete and you can change the world again. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's so yeah. easy to change this place. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so, so deep. It's so deep and it's so sad just... You know, after so many years of living here, yeah. I went back to Croatia. I believe it was Croatia. And, it is, uh, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, uh, passed away. Um, but think, uh, what was, was the buckler. experience on that on that role? Oh, great! Again, every time I work with Guy, it's just it's a different kind of fan, fantasia of. Oh, nice! Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, it's almost like you know what you see on his uh, on his reel. Um, the art, uh, the art department has created that already on set. Like, you know, you, you don't even get to see, you get to see maybe a 10th of what, what, uh, his art department creates for him on his set. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just, you know, and we, it's, it's like a, it's like a very, um, well thought out and, and, uh, and considerate Halloween party where everyone's in character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say. Like, it was, Nightmare was great. It was, I met a ton of great people again. I got to be part of this family, a guy's family again. Yeah. And, uh, and his family, you know, all, yeah, he's just like the same players I said, like Isabella, Isabella Rossellini. Yeah. And did you work, did you work with her? I have, yeah. Yeah. And uh, saddest music saddest in the world. Saddest music in the world, yeah. And what was she like working? She's, with? she's such a sweet human being. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I got, I don't want to share too many stories uh, on that one because, uh, I mean, I re- I totally respect Isabella. Like her career is off the charts. Yeah. Um, but I guess the highlight for me was was carrying her around with as her as as a legless baroness, <laughs> as uh, Teddy, her servant. Yeah. Who had two kids and was very unhappy in his marriage. Right. Uh, and we got, I got to like, uh, sit on top That's of her. That's a precious cargo, you know? Yeah, yeah. I got to do a lot of fun things with, with Isabella and she was so open to ideas and, and was so encouraging of me of doing inappropriate things to her. Right. <laughs> That's a bonus. Yeah, it was fun. It'll be, it'll be a story that I kind of go into more detail with my grandkids. Yeah. And then Udo Kier, right? Like he... Udo Kier. So that was the hauntings and, um, um, uh, remind me, it's um, Keyhole. 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 Yeah, Udo Kier. Udo was fun. He uh, he loved to call Winnipeg Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Uh, that's not even a good impersonation, but. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> of course, I remember him from uh, the Andy Warhol movies. He's and massive. He's so, yeah. he's so I, great. I, I, that's another thing of working with Guy. Like, Guy is so connected to some of the. 
the the biggest stars in the history of film. Yeah, and people like kind of, it feels like they 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 just say yes on a with with no. No effort. They say yes to Guy. Right. Knowing that he works with low budgets, he works in, you know, obscure uh, conditions, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how yeah. many people that Guy, I mean, he's just so adored. Yeah, he's got the admiration of, of uh, the world, really. And, and that makes me industry. such an incredibly fortunate human being to, like, have any connection to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah, guy from sure. Elmwood who, you know, <laughs> barely made it out alive. Uh um, what a privilege. Let's let's talk about All My Sons. This because is it's fresh. Rachel Brown Theater, May 24th to the 28th. Six shows. Six shows. This is by Arthur Miller, Mr. Marilyn Monroe. Uh, That's right. Eventbrite.ca. You can get your tickets. Or go to the 28th Minute uh, on Facebook or anywhere. Uh, the 28th Minute is the production company. And yeah. There will always be a link. Or go to even my handle at Darcy R. Fair uh, on Instagram and go into my uh, personal information and there'll be a link. Hell yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so tell us, tell tell us, tell me, tell us about this play here. What's it about? Okay, I don't want to give too much away. Because right. uh, it's, 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 um, it's a tragedy with a lot of comedic moments. But essentially it's a, a story about a family after World War II. Um, I play Joe Keller, who is the father, the patriarch, um, who runs a, a very successful manufacturing company, but but uh, underneath there's a there's a bit of a tragedy um, where uh, after the war um, there were some broken cylinder heads that he sold to the um, the Air Force, mm-hmm. and there was a trial and and was he was sent to prison, but he got exonerated, um, and the play is kind of the story of that, but really I think it's about um, just just how families. Uh, uh, have so much love for each other, and yet they tear each other apart. Right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's it's a masterpiece of a play. I am so grateful that I get to be a part of it. You don't get to be part of these plays anymore. Right. They don't write them like this anymore. No, they don't. And this is like a like full length feature play. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's like there's an it'll be around two and a half hours. Whoa, that's uh, a long time on stage. Really. Yeah, I got the the but we're all we're all challenged with this play. I'll tell you though, uh, it's a passion project for George, and uh, I, I, again, same thing with Guy. He asked me to do it in January, and I, I took a day to answer. I, I knew that I was going to have to flip my life upside down to kind of commit to this. Which, yeah. but I was like, I can do it. I, you know, how how many times do you get these opportunities? Right. Yeah. Um. So what can I say? Uh, <laughs> we are. We are. Uh, so yesterday. I just feel like as a cast, we have we have come so close to realizing this play. Uh, it's it's mind blowing to me to be part of it. Yeah, we're in tears at the end of every wow. run. <laughs> I get emotional thinking about it. <laughs> no, I can sense it, man. <laughs> no, a lot of it is is just because of the weight of the the content. And but I have, I have to remind everybody like this is a f- hilarious show. Yeah. Like there are serious like big laughs in this show. Mm-hmm. And yet it it doesn't end. But still it's going to pull at your heartstrings. It's going to kill you. Yeah. Like as George says, it's going to make your eyes squirt tears. Yeah. Not just like shed. You're going to be like, God damn it. This is me. This is my family. This is like, how did, and it's, here's the other side of things. It is so, uh, current. Like the story, even though it's set in, in after World War II. Yeah. All the topics, the issues are still happening today. And this must have been written. In 1947. Ago, in 1947. Well, okay. he started writing it in 1945. It was, I think that's right. Yeah. And then it was produced 1947 on Broadway. And it was Arthur Miller's breakout. This was... The, right. Yeah. Oh. This, this, this play put him on the map. He was ready to quit playwriting. Holy shit. No joke. <laughs> wow. This, All My Sons uh, changed his life. Amazing. Yeah. And, and of course, working with the cast has been, has been Unbelievable. great. Unbelievable. There's what, Ensemble of Six? No, no, it's more. So uh, I knew I'd have to go through this, so I practiced their name. <laughs> good, uh, good, no. good. So, so I play Joe Keller. Uh, Heather Roberts plays uh, Kate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Fry plays my son Chris. Nice. Um, uh, Haley Stacy plays Annie. Um, Kevin Rambaran plays uh, George. Let's see. We're gonna go. Stephen Sim plays my neighbor Jim. Yes. His yes. wife is awesome. Sadie Kur- Kurnovsky, who plays Sue. 
And then we, on the other side is Jesse Bergen, who plays Frank, and mm. Carrie Willotion, who plays uh, Lydia. Okay. And must mention Una Mueller, who plays uh, Bertie, uh, originally named Bert, uh, a young boy, but uh, we've changed it to a young girl, uh, Bertie. Nice. Okay, yeah. sure, yeah. There you go. That's great. Good job, why, why, Dars. Why, why the change? Is it just because we wanted that actor? Do you think? I mean, I don't. I know maybe. Well, I think. Yeah, decision. I think George knew the family and uh, and fell in love with with Una. She's got such an amazing energy. And cool. I, I, we're yeah. I love her to death. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it. It's coming up. Obviously, I said May twenty fourth is the please, first one. Please come see. You know, listen. We've probably, uh, just to be candid, we've probably sold about 200 tickets so far, but there's 700 available. So okay. there's 500 more tickets. We're getting very close. Um, I just, I want everybody to see this. It's going to come and go very quickly. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, these are crazy things where you become so incredibly tight. You become like family with people for about three or four weeks, and then it's over. Right. And and the, the, the massive weight of this story and, and how it's like really transformed all of our lives by, mm-hmm. by getting the opportunity to do it. Yeah. I just I just want people to come experience that with us. Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's time. It's time. Are they even do you even have to wear a mask anymore? No, like in you the don't theater? have to wear no. a mask anything. Not that I really had a problem with it, but yeah, it's, right, right. it's let's get back out to that theater, man. That's right. Uh when's and, the last time you were in a play? <clears throat> How long's So the hours that remain, let's see, I'm gonna say it was two, three years ago. That oh. was through Theater by the River. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story of missing and murdered Indigenous women and men. Oh, wow. Very, another heavy one. It was a yeah. heavy hitter. It'll always be an ongoing issue. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Wow. But That's... very proud to be part of that. For um, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been quite a few years, obviously. It's time. It's time. I, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it is time to get out there. And see a fantastic play. A great play, as George says. It's also time for the Manitoba Money Show. Are you ready, Darcy Fair? I know I told you about this. Uh, <laughs> Here but we go. We'll see if we can do this. It's 100 questions that you have to answer in five minutes. Yeah. But, like, these questions are pretty easy. Okay, it's like okay. yes or no. There are some thinkers. Try not to think too hard. You can, you know, basically I'm just looking for an answer. All right. You know? Um, like game it, show it can't time. just be, like, bloop, bloop, bloop. I need, you know, words and somewhat... Uh, I always say, like, 90% of the answers have to be truthful. Like, basically, if you say something that uh, contradicts what you said in the interview, it doesn't count. But, you know, it's it's, uh, it's, a, t- it's a tough thing that we're going to... I love that you're setting it up to be something difficult. <laughs> well, it, it's fucking difficult, man. Uh, each question answer has to be three seconds long. So if there's any kind of stalling, that <sighs> eats up time, right? Yeah, and uh, I've interviewed 74 people in two of one. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's well, rough. Three's my lucky number, so <laughs> right on. Okay, we're gonna do this. <laughs> Actor! Darcy Fair, are you ready? Let's do it. Yo, Manitoba Money Shot! What the hell? I you're supposed to be rap. Go back to your trailer, okay? You and all you supposed to you all right, that's some good dancing. I'll give you that, but uh, enough, enough already, okay? $33.34, goddammit. All hail Satan. How you feeling? Great. Uh, what's cool? Uh, the weather. What's not cool? Um, racism. Name a flavor of Kool-Aid. Uh, cherry. Name a musician. Uh, Rami Mays. Do you like coconut? No. What do you put in your coffee? Cream. Favorite tea? Uh, Orange pico. Uh, How often do you get sick? Um, Rarely. Do you bite your nails? Yes. Name a Tom Cruise film? Uh, Maverick. Can you dance? Yes. Name a book you've read? Um, (laughs) All My Sons. Have you been to a wrestling match? No. Name a Winnipeg movie theater? Um, uh, The Met. Name a Manitoba sports team? Um, The Jets. Uh, cornflakes or Rice Krispies? Cornflakes. Cupcake or muffin? Muffin. Favorite chocolate bar? Uh, oh, Henry. Last TV show you watched? Uh, succession. Name a Winnipeg band? Um, uh, shit. I, I know a lot. <laughs> they won! Uh, the, the Weekend Ends. Have you ever snowmobiled? Yes. How many keys on your key ring? Uh, about seven. Cashier or self-service checkup? Uh, self-service. Name a character from The Simpsons? Uh, Bart. Do you paint? Yes. Do you keep a journal? No. Have you read the Bible? Yes. Are you good at poker? No. Were you ever a cheerleader? No. Have you broken any bones? 
Yes. Favorite snack? Um, um, seeds. Name a cartoon character. Um, Lisa Simpson. Uh, are you a Star Wars fan? Yes. Are you a Star Trek fan? No. Are you a Battlestar Galactica fan? No. Name a Stephen King novel. Uh, it. Favorite theater? Um, uh, 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 Scotiabank. Do you watch Netflix? Yes. Do you chew gum? Yes. Beer in a bottle or a can? Um, glass. Are you a fan of UFC? No. Do you own a Roomba? Yes. Name a stand-up comic? Um, Kevin Hart. Do you eat tuna? Yes. Name a Beastie Boy. Um, <laughs> oh no. Uh, I don't know. Okay, we'll Mike, pass. Mike. We'll pass. Something Mike. Mike D, do you Mike own D. a cassette player? Uh, no. Name someone from SNL. Um, uh, Keenan Thompson. Name an SNL character. Uh, uh choir boy. No. <laughs> Church lady. Are you a morning person? No. Are you, how are you feeling now? Excellent. Name a favorite movie. Um, Name your favorite movie. Uh, Dead Man Walking. Name your second favorite. Okay. Um, uh, E.T. Do you golf? Yes. Do you play darts? Yes. Do you play video games? Yes. Have you ever played backgammon? No. Have you placed a bet on a horse? No. Uh, what would you name a horse? Um, runner. Name a flower. <laughs> Lily. Name a mountain. Um, uh, Mount Rushmore. Name a Manitoba town. Uh, Ashram. How do you take your steak? <laughs> Medium rare. Medium rare. Which vegetable do you eat most often? Um, broccoli. Do you use an alarm clock? Yes. Dairy Queen or Burger King? Dairy Queen. Which should I order? Where should I order pizza from? Um, um, Pizza Land. Name a country artist. Uh, uh Morgan Wallens. Have you ever been to Folk Fest? Yes. Have you ever been to Folklorama? Yes. Do you shop at Dollarama? Yes. Do you use Skip the Dishes? Yes. Have you ever ziplined? No. Have you rollerbladed? Yes. Uh, do you own an air fryer? Yes. Favorite musical movie? Um, uh, uh, Sound of Music. Your last book read? Um, Jesus. <laughs> um, Malcolm, Malcolm Goodwell. What's it called? Uh, uh, something. Um, geez, I, uh, this, I'm, I'm, this is terrible. You're doing so good. Okay, I'm going to re read one off your thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, Impro. Name a Pixar character. Pixar. Okay. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> Pixar. Uh, Toy Story. Toy Inc. Okay, yeah. Uh, Woody. 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 Earliest childhood memory. Um, God. Jeez. Uh, uh, Freezies. Have you ever been? Oh, nice. Have you ever been to the Human Rights Museum? Yes. Have you been to the Canadian Mint? Yes. Have you been to Ray and Jerry's? Yes. Have you been to Solid Gold? No. Have you been on a jet ski? Yes. Have you been on a horse? Yes. Uh, can you whistle the Jeopardy theme? Yes. Have you ever baked a cake? Yes. Do you own property? Yes. Who does your hair? Me. Are you currently wearing a Band-Aid? No. How many broken bones in your body? None. Do you go to church? No. Best Batman movie? Uh, Batman Returns. Uh, name a comic book, anyone. Archie. Name a TikTok channel. I don't know. Name a famous ship. <laughs> uh, SS uh, Minnow. Do you own a Frisbee? Yes. Fill in the blank, the right what? The right one. Did you just win the Manitoba Money Show? Yes, oh, I did. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. With 20 seconds to spare. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. That's amazing. That's amazing, dude. That, wow, I just feel so great. Me too. I yeah, yeah. Believe it. I, I did fail on a two. I mean, because I, that's how that's how competitive I am. I know that I there was two questions where I was like, oh no, I, I actually failed on those. But whatever. Wow, congratulations and and uh, and everything, man. Congratulations. I'm so excited that you're you're doing this play. God, I'm just a lucky, fortunate man. I gotta tell you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, you already said you're kind of social medias. You have an uh, Instagram. What is it again? I, I have Instagram, uh, Darcy R. Fair, mm -hmm. at Darcy R. Fair, and then Facebook. Yeah, that's, that's are it. you a social media guy? No, but but I but I do. I'm. I think I'm part of the. It's it's another addiction that we have where we just flip through people's photos. Yeah, and just do it endlessly. Sometimes where mm -hmm. you go, an hour of my life was just wasted doing that. Right, and then you follow these feeds of like people TikToking and stuff. Yeah. I, not for I, you. I hate it, but I do it. I do it. Well, it also seems like it's also part of the gig as being a performer in front of... You know, in other words, uh, there's no DarcyFair.com type no, thing. You know no, no. There was at one point. There was. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. did go through that portion. But, you know, but here's the truth. But social media, for me, it's always been about promotion. 
Because I think one of the hardest things to learn, especially being a Manitoba kid, yeah. is to self-promote. Right. It's such a massive part of you becoming anything in life. Exactly. Anything. Yeah. And and most of us shy away from it just because it's like it's been whipped out of us. Yeah, and we didn't grow up with it. We're not allowed to do it. Yeah. It's not cool to be bragger, a braggart. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. It's and, that Canadian mindset. But I think what it is, you just need to flip the switch and say, this is about me surviving. This is about me making money to and to do what I love. Yeah. Not not to do something else that, you know, that is going to suck my soul. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, once again, thanks man. It's God, been man, awesome. Ron, what a pleasure. What a, what a great time it is and it's always good to see you. Yeah, you too. And I'll be seeing you live on that stage in a week or so. so. Excellent. Thank you. All Thank right. you. Please come see all my sons everybody. Pretty pretty please. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Bye-bye. See ya. What a fucking awesome show. Fuck that moment where I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were fucking on the guitar going, motherfucking, I'm out of here, but I'm, yeah. It was so fucking awesome, man. <laughs>